Hello, everybody. Hello. So this is Harish and Terence uh, from Ministry of Funny, and this is our weekly podcast called Yala. But where it's just us talking about stuff that's been on our minds. Could be stuff that happens in Singapore, around the world. It's just that uh, stuff that we okay, like often talk about. But we just thought, you know, it's it's worth maybe sharing it with whoever out there wants to listen. So what what I mean, maybe for everyone listening, like uh, we have done podcasts before, right? Yeah. So what's different this time? Why why are we doing this and why is it different? I guess okay. So the last time we did podcast was last year. We did about eight episodes. We trialed it. We recorded it uh, on video. We uploaded it on YouTube. We put it on iTunes. And it was very guest-centric. So every week, we thought, okay, let's have an interesting person come and talk. And yeah, the first one we did with Fakafaz went out to like three and a half hours. Some shorter ones was like 40 minutes, 50 minutes. And we did learn a lot. And I think one of the things was that because it was a guest coming in, it was always kind of centered around what they did and, and what their thoughts were. And sometimes these were guests we had never met before. So we, we weren't really sure about the chemistry. So sometimes it got a little like, okay, where is this going? What the hell are we talking about? And we try and steer it. So it was very exploratory. We didn't set a framework or agenda for any of them. Yeah, and, and I think the other thing was that I was getting feedback from from people that who actually listened to some of the podcasts that they really actually enjoyed listening to the podcast. Um, and not necessarily always uh, being interested in what exactly the guest had to say, but they were interested in the content we were discussing, you know, whether it's about current affairs or talking about like influencers and stuff like that. So our thought was, why don't we just make it a regular thing where we actually talk about any issues that interest us on a weekly basis so that we never ever have to rely on having a guest. I mean, having a guest is great, but it could just be a big bonus. Plus in Singapore, how many people are there that people would really die for to want to listen to? You know, like, I mean, and, and a lot of the stuff we, we, we're going to talk about uh, for this and future episodes are stuff that we talk about over lunch anyway. And I don't know, some of these things I don't even talk with my friends about because, you know, you meet your friends for dinner, for drinks and like, Everyone just, the moment you go into like, ooh, what do you think of sexual harassment? What do you think of this? And everyone's like, oh, just fuck, I just want to have dinner and chill out. So there's no real platform for me personally to talk about this kind of stuff. So we figured, yeah, you know, let's, let's try and build something out of it because we do consume media, we do see what's happening, and sometimes we don't agree with what's being said. And we don't write articles. Right now, everyone shares their opinions on articles. We just like talking about shit and making videos, but talking about shit is a lot easier, la. So in just a very rough summary, if you liked our podcasts, we're back. And it's a different format. And we're going to do this every week. Yeah. Somehow. And we're going to upload it every Thursday. Yes, Thursday. And it's audio only. No, yeah. no videos. So yeah. So look, f- I mean, if you like it, if you don't like it, we would love to hear from you. So DM us on Instagram, Facebook, and Ministry of Funny. Uh, if this does well enough, we might... Uh, create an Instagram page, Facebook page for this. But we do want to create something that, I don't know, it's, it's people can just listen to because you read articles and articles, sometimes you read it, you're like, oh my God, fuck, I just want to listen to something, someone talk about something. No, but sometimes it could be us talking about certain articles that we've seen, you know, oh, yeah. that, that, that might not get the light of day in, in social media today. That's true. La. But even yeah. then, it's us talking about articles so people still don't have to read it. La. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. But okay, since we're done with that quick intro of yeah. where things are at, uh, maybe you want to start and tell us something that has been bugging you this week. Yeah, I, w- I would say, well, bugging me immediately puts me in one school of thought, man. It's, it's about the whole uh, NUS sexual harassment case involving Miss certain, Monica, uh, Bay. Monica um, Bay and Nicholas Lim. Mm. Let's make it a point to mention, if we mention victim, you got to mention the perpetrator in the same sentence. Do you? 
I don't, but that's because uh, the mainstream media has been publishing her photo on everything they talk about her. Yeah. But they've not said much about him. And so supposedly, uh, I mean, okay, let, we, we could go further into that, but I think, why don't, we, why don't you give a big rundown of what's been going on? Okay, so so I'm just going to give my rundown. I mean, I've, I've tried to read up um, and the general chronology, and from what I understand, uh, someone, Nicholas Lim, was caught filming her in uh, while she was taking a shower in Yusuf Hall in November 2018. She raised it up to the police, uh, they meted out a sentence, she felt it wasn't enough, and was told to raise it up with NUS for a sterner sentence. She did, and NUS gave her a sentence which again, seems like it wasn't, I mean, uh, like at that point in time, she felt it was not enough, and nothing changed, and then she decided to just share her story on social media about a week ago, and then it blew up, and then now there's a lot of discussion about it. Uh, NUS is convening this committee, they're having a town hall, they're going to think about changing the measures if I'm not wrong so that's essentially a high level perspective of what I understand happened did I miss anything? Uh, no but I think uh, beyond just the NUS and the police responding I think a lot of people on social media have been coming out and saying things uh, and that's I think actually what interests me about this whole topic as well I don't what know about that, I mean there are people that um, say for example like the ex-SD editor uh, the ex-Straits Times editor, Bertha mm. Hansen, who came out and said, uh, literally in her words, she's she's saying, I don't uh, feel sorry for Monica Bay. So so she, she's highlighting that that Monica Bay basically, you know, named and shamed the perpetrator who already has gone through the, 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 the rungs of justice and is it really necessary to be naming and shaming him? So, so that's the crux of what she's saying and that, you know, the way... Uh, kids or young people today handle sexual assault or, or similar types of issues on campus. Uh, it's very different from how she would have handled it like 30 years ago, uh, you know, which yeah, was the point she made. She whenever my mom says, oh, you know, 30 years ago, I got 50 cents and we could buy Mirabos for 50 cents. It's like, yeah, of course you could buy it then because 50 cents then is very different. Right? Yeah, last time policemen wear shorts. Yeah, that's right. So, so, I mean, based on what I've seen, there are various responses. Like One is the people who are in full support of Monica Bay and like, you know, screw Nicholas Liam, let's, let's name and shame him and all that. Not to say that everyone does the naming and shaming because that's a whole other issue. Uh, so that's that. Then I've read at least one account saying that, oh, you know, this shows how scary the internet is um, about how people were immediately echoing what Monica uh, Bay said without maybe considering the other perspective. Um, then there's also... But what do you like, think about something like that? I mean, the internet being a scary place, but to me, that's almost like it's a really saying Singapore's hot lah, right? <laughs> I mean, yeah. To me, that's just the internet is a scary place. Yeah, Singapore's hot. You know, like uh, policemen don't wear shorts. I mean, it's just it's like duh, and 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 like the idea of like making the focus of the discussion. Oh, the internet is so scary, and you know all that kind of takes away from what I think it, are a lot of unresolved issues about this. Yeah. So when I read that, I mean, okay, she does have a point, even though it's fucking obvious, but. I think this case, there's enough evidence, enough accounts that it is really a crime like, that was done. I think for me personally, like last year when I read that account of Aziz Ansari, yeah. you know, so that's where I think it was someone who complained to Goop or something, they ran a piece and of all the Me Too cases, that one felt like the least clear that it was explicit sexual harassment. So that's when I felt, uh, and also other instances where it's not that clear cut and then the internet takes, takes a, becomes a mob and goes fucking ape shit. But in this case, I felt that 
she has a point. But yeah, like what you said, it's not it's not the most applicable in this case because there's overwhelming evidence that something fucked up happened. Yeah. Yeah. So 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 that's 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 one one uh, school of thought. Then the other school of thought is people like uh, Bertha Hansen and I think Tan Kin Lian as well, who yeah. said who was basically saying the real victim is Nicholas Lim. What did what did Tan Kin Lian say? Yeah, he, he said that. I, I think Bertha said okay, we shouldn't feel sorry for Monica Bay. Did she say we should feel sorry for Nicholas Lim? Uh well, that one I don't Yeah, know I don't want to misquote also. She says she feels sorry for Nicholas Lim, who has been outed as a peeping tom who tried to film a female un- undergraduate who's taking a shower. Now everyone knows who he is. Uh, blah and yeah. Okay, then so Tankin Lian also came out and said we he feels sorry for Nicholas Lim and his parents because they are the real victims. Parents, yeah, I can feel some sympathy for them. But Nicholas Lim, fuck, this is the same kind of thing that you know there was that case of that Stanford guy who uh, raped the girl by the dumpster. Yeah, yeah. And of course, that was like, rape is like another level. But the the common thing that kept on being said, oh, you know, he has a bright future and all the fucking bullshit and he's a swimmer and all this shit, which is so disgusting. And that, I think, is the worst thing about this. Like that, that I think it was the police or NUS said that if he gets a jail sentence or if he goes on his criminal record, it could... Uh, screw up his future like. the future is over end yeah. game end game for his future yeah but I mean come on man like so that's one thing uh, the other thing is how his penalty compares to the penalties given to people in the non-student world who also committed similar offences like. yeah. and there is a discrepancy there right yeah but I mean then the question like that pops in my head is what what punishment is enough right because you see Hollywood celebrities who, yeah. who have done things like Louis C.K masturbating in front of uh, you know younger and, and less experienced female comics and he when will he ever be so called uh, forgiven or given a chance to come out again like in this case are we looking at the same similar kind of thing uh, so when you said are we looking at a similar kind of thing in what sense in sense of what Nicholas Lim has done yeah versus something like what Louis CK did like is there Beyond a certain point, how much do we want to punish him before we say, okay, that's enough? Or is it, you know, like what people are saying, is it, um, there, there's just no end to it. It's, it's just going to be a slippery slope. I think, okay, I think right now, the reason why people are not sure what is enough, because just based on what is apparently happening in Hollywood uh, with people around the Me Too movement, is that uh, they are slowly coming back. Like Louis C.K. performed stand-up comedy, I think, after eight months of being outed. Yeah, but he got jeered off stage and stuff like that, right? Actually, he... Actually, I don't think he got... Oh, really? Did he get jeered off stage? I know there were people who were supporting him as well. Yeah. I think yeah. I think other comedians and some audience members... I know Aziz Ansari has started performing, mm. but his case is also one of those more ambiguous ones. But I feel why people are like, oh, you know, there's, people need to get fucked in like the future. I just read one article saying the only way for path to redemption for people accused of Me Too or sexual harassment is to retire. Mm. Which, well, I, I don't know what the answer is, but I think the lack of a clear path to redemption is making people a lot more like, okay, these people need to get a tough punishment because if not, in a few months' time, they'll be back. Whereas for other crimes that are a little more clear-cut, a little more black and white, you serve your jail time and then you come back and it's almost like, okay, like you have atoned because it's very clear. So people feel like, okay, he has done his uh, his time and he's, he's allowed back. Right now, because there's no clear 
standard for how much someone accused of sexual harassment or guilty of sexual harassment should do. People are like, you know what, just fucking give him everything and and to be safe. La. So I don't know what mm. the correct path to redemption is. I The one example I saw that seemed like uh, people were generally okay with was Dan Harmon, mm. the creator mm. of Rick and Morty and Community. So he apparently did a very heartfelt apology to the, the the victim over a podcast and a live show and she publicly forgave him. Yeah, yeah. So, and and you see on the other spectrum, I heard, I think there are rumors of Charlie Rose, you know, the the, the world famous interview who was also out there. There are talks of him doing a show interviewing other people who are accused of sexual harassment. Oh, like, what the fuck is that? Like, he's, he just, he might get a gig as a result of doing sexual harassment and while objectively, okay, I think it's good to to talk to them, but getting someone to be the host of that show is fucked up. Yeah, yeah. So Reality is stranger than fiction sometimes. Yeah, that's right. So I, I think those are rumors and of course there's maybe speculation, but without a clear path to redemption, because if you think about it, the whole yellow ribbon that give uh, ex-convicts a second chance, right? That ultimately is for people who have committed a crime, have served no, uh, their time and are at the stage where people are okay to rehabilitate them. Yeah. But for sexual offenders what does that look like? Or should they just go kill themselves? Yeah. Um, I mean, there were a lot of discussions about what is the point of punishment? Is punishment about vengeance? Or is it about deterrence? Or what is it about? You know, I think the one thing that everyone seems to agree on here is that it's a very light sentence that he received. I mean, Mm. this is something even the Minister of Education himself has come out and said, right? He said that that whole two strikes and you're out policy it can't be because that means, yeah, you need to be caught again within a short period of 12 months. And I'm just thinking like, when when you get a traffic summons for speeding or something, right? It's like, it's not even like 12 months. I think it's like two years or something like that. Where, where it, Is where, the demerit, demerit point? Yeah, the demerits and all that last for like two years, right? So like yeah. to me, like 12 months or two years, like if, the, if it was like two years and something. That means well, after 12 months, it resets. Uh. So yeah, like yeah, exactly. after 12 months, one day he's like, yeah, can <laughs> exactly. again. It's yeah. like it's a once a year thing. Uh. Yeah, like yeah, people yeah. celebrate New Year's on 31st December. He's like, like 1st January. Yeah. Fucking, which other girl I'm going to film? Yeah. Which toilet? Tell me, send me your toilets. You know, so, so yeah, yeah, it's just, I had never seen that kind of policy exercised anywhere else. And I mean, just going back to when we went to university in the US, right? Like, Sexual assault on campus. I mean, of course, you know, there are talks about rape culture in the US and all that, and we won't go there for this this round. But I just remember that back then, if a girl didn't feel safe walking from her dorm to another dorm or the dorm to the library late at night, she could actually call a number and campus security would actually get a security officer to walk with her all the way to where she was going. You know, and 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 they always encourage you, oh, call your friend, tell them where you are and where you're going, you know, if you don't appear in a few minutes, call the call the police and stuff like that. So just the whole approach that NUS has in, f- in their response, the initial response to the Monica based message, everything just felt like they were they felt like they were dealing with primary school children, like kids in the playground or something. Not yeah. not 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 adults who have real issues and and crimes committed against them, which was what well, I think everyone's saying about NUS being very insensitive about it. No, so I think it's the same thing time and again. Probably when this happened, right? NUS was like, oh fuck, what do we do? It's the same thing. You see it whenever the government responds to something where they've never had to deal with before. Oh my God, oh, people are complaining. Oh yeah, let's reverse our decision. Let's this. And it's just time and again, this is happening over and over and over again. 
And it's almost like uh, something has to happen, people go apeshit, and then something changes. But NUS being an academic institution where I'm sure you have sociology professors, you have professors in gender studies, I'm pretty sure, of all places to kind of have these like resources of logic and rational to come up with something like you would think that would be the place. But probably what happened was it got raised and they're like, you know what, fuck it. Because I'm sure this is not the first time that has happened. And I think Monica Bay herself has been saying that a lot of people have been DMing her about her case. And it just reeks of things happening in the past and being shoved under the carpet. And kudos to her for using social media to bring it to light. Mm. And we've seen it time and again. It, it, it requires someone to really get people to look up and realize, oh, fuck. Like, same thing with what Ian Sito did without, uh, with the hawker centers. Mm. You know, everyone... You, you could Ian Sito? Is it Ian? Ian KF, KF Sito. KF, oh, fuck. Oh, I think Ian Sito's my secondary school classmate. <laughs> Shout out to Ian Sito. <laughs> yeah. What up, Ian Sito? No, but like KF Sito... Kudos to him also for highlighting an issue that people kind of like eh, knew but no one really paid attention and then boom, it comes out there's so much dirt. Mm, and mm. it's almost like anything we need to fix in society, it requires like a sacrificial lamb to to fucking change things. Like, and if things do get changed, maybe that will be Nicholas Lim's legacy. Like. Yeah. And then, I mean, full disclosure, we reached out to Monica Bay on Instagram you yeah. know, to possibly speak to her but I uh, haven't heard back. Yeah, she's probably having yeah, she's probably having a lot of requests to talk. Yeah, we'd love to talk to her more. Because I mean, just I mean, we've mostly heard her side of the story. Of course, people said you should be hearing the other side, like Nicholas Lim's side as well. But um the truth is that a crime already was committed and, and you know, should we does it really need is that do we really need more debate about whether it was a crime or anything? No, we don't. We just right now I think the problem is with how NUS is dealing with yeah. This whole issue and and I think a lot of people's perceptions of of uh, you know sexual offenders and and so called double standards between someone who's in NUS and someone who's not inside NUS. Yeah. So so that that's the the funny thing. I mean, like, like just looking even at like Kelvin Cheng, he wrote a post and and he's not someone that I uh, agree on a lot of issues with, but in this case, he was saying that yeah, maybe. You know, let's not do hate. Let's do love. Let's not do anger. Let's do compassion. And he he, he emphasized a lot of his post about uh, not belittling Monica Bay's uh, trauma, anger right. or trauma and yeah. saying that oh you know I went through so much worse when I was younger or or, or uh, you know I, I this happened to me outside suck it up and deal with it and you just you shouldn't be doxing him and and yeah so to me the the other big irony is that uh, she could be breaking some anti doxing yeah, some yeah but that's a, that's a new law or is it it's it's going to come to place and, and a lot of lawyers that new paper and all that have yeah. asked have said that, yeah, that if the law is broad enough there's a chance she is but doxing him. What did she do to dox? Because from what I know she put her his Instagram profile yeah. which is public. Yeah. So, so I mean just to quote uh, the article they said that basically uh, information that is posted online can, de- can be deemed to cause harassment if the intention to do so can be proven. So uh, it, it's basically anything that can make him identifiable. Names. Um, Even if it's a public Instagram profile. Or is it one of those laws that are outdated and they don't know how to deal with new media? But I guess it depends on the intention. Like if the intention is to say, this guy is a sexual offender and his his name, his photograph, his, his faculty. I think people were putting name and shame, name and shame and all, right? Yeah, that's right. So, so, so I mean, does, does putting your Instagram handle and, and showing your Instagram profile, is that go under doxing? That's a big question, right? Mm. Yeah, I mean, okay. Like, actually, if you think about it, if the 
thing is about making him identifiable, right? Yeah. Chances are there's not only one Nicholas Lim on Instagram. Yeah. So technically, he could hide under that wave of different Nicholas Lims. That's so true. by maybe her putting it, it makes it identifiable, which yeah. will be fucking terrible if she is, if she, she she's committing a crime by doing this. Yeah, but uh, shout out to all the Nicholas Lims out there. Oh yeah, you <laughs> guys the are most fuck, generic. <laughs> That's the most generic criminal name you could ever come up with. Oh, like. yeah, that is true. Nicholas All Lim. the Nicholas Lims out there, right? Oh, my God. Can you imagine, like, if they introduce themselves, Nicholas Lim, immediately, the first thought of people's minds is like, oh, fuck, did this is guy, this like, guy? Yeah. what phone he using? Uh? Hey, is it the Huawei P30? Can zoom in, like, 50 times. Oh, my God. Yeah, shout out to Nicholas Lims, man. Although, if you uh, if you wanted to do use a phone in it for, for this kind of thing. I don't think you would get a Huawei P30. You don't need to zoom in that much. You need no, an ultra-wide angle. Outside, no, you need ultra-wide angle. Oh. That, that's probably... If you mean the one of those attachments you put on the phone to... If I'm not wrong, the iPhone is going to have uh, three lenses. The new iPhone is going to have three camera lenses, one including one ultra-wide oh. angle lens. I bet there are forums out there, right, where all these fucking voyeurs are. They yeah, discuss... The trading, oh trading tips. Oh my God. <laughs> It is, yeah. Oh shit, this is probably a holy crap. Like, their, yeah. hard, their phone reviews will cover all this kind of shit. Uh. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh my god, where are we going? <laughs> yeah, we, if, if anybody knows something like that, please don't point it to, point us to it. You know, we don't want to see oh it. Oh my god. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that was something. I mean, do you, do you see anything else about this thing that was interesting that might be worth discussing? Mm. I mean, it's a uh, for me the biggest thing is is it's it's like a it's like any crime like you know you have the time the crime is committed the 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 penalty they get and what happens to the people after that line I think that is the like just seeing it time and again not to condone anything that these people do because they deserve to get whatever penalties is that is fairly meted out to them of course what is fair and all there's a whole different debate but I think for us to basically figure out what the process looks like, we need to think about the what happens after this. Because, I mean, I know in the US for the longest time, they've had the sex offender list. Mm, mm, mm. Like, you people, you will know in your neighborhood where yeah. the sex offender But those are for sex offenders of what nature? I actually don't know, man. It's, it's, I know pedophilia, I, definitely. Pedophilia, yeah, definitely. To protect uh, communities against uh, pedophiles, yeah. But, yeah. but the, yeah, in this situation, like, Okay, how do you do you classify? I, yeah, he is a sex offender, right? He is a case. sex offender, but then then people can say, is it as bad as pedophilia? So that's when you're like, wow, how how that and that's where there needs to be. I mean, I'm guessing there are smart people in the legal service in Singapore, in police, in NUS, and that's where we need their collective brain power to think of what needs to be done. And mm. this is where NUS fucked up, like, because of all things that they need to be wary of, mm. sexual harassment is probably, I mean, why why did it not register to them? This happened in November 2018 yeah. when the whole Me Too movement was already like in full swing and the fact that they just treated this lightly, oh my God, like how ignorant can you be? Yeah. And it's just one of those cases that they were, they probably went, oh, you know, this case, just let's treat it like every other case like this that has come. La. Let's just give it to this. And I mean, thankfully, there are people like Monica Bay who decided, you know what, fuck it, it's time to do something else because these kind of things need to change. Yeah. And that's yeah. where NUS... Like, they're going to convene a committee and have the results come out in August. Mm. Something like that. Like, does it, does it really take that long? Or is it just because they're buying time because they don't know what the fuck to do? Because now, like, with every PR fuck-up that happens, it almost seems like if they do it properly, there's a way to kind of 
redeem themselves like and mm. and make it clear that they are that they cannot tolerate this yeah and that's where i think is lacking like everything they do everything the like even the thing about she got some dms about the parents of nicholas lim being people in yeah. power and then the police force they put a they posted right that no he's a driver of public transport yeah uh, housewife and, and yeah so and basically what they're saying is like no we won't care about him yeah because his parents are like nothing la. i i think they were trying to clarify that his parents were not influential but you know, I want to put this out there and say, hey, you can be a public transport driver and be influential yeah, at the same time. Yeah, be fucking influential. Well, what, what does it mean to be influential? You know, like influencers only or, yeah. or rich people or, or what, you know? So, yeah, and like these are people who drive with like, I, I don't know what form of transport he drives, but he drives a bus. He's basically got people's lives in his hands every yeah. day, man. Yeah, so, so when, and that's where the comms, I guess like, come on guys, like get someone who understands communications, like everything you put out there, if you're an institution or person of influence or person of power, people are going to analyze it. People are going to be critical. So don't say stupid things. Yeah. Okay. So so the offense of uh, doxing, which means is to publish identifiable information about a person to harass, cause violence or fear of violence to the person. You could argue that putting his photo out there is sort of uh, encouraging people to, you know, if you see this person in public, you know, do something bad to him. But... Um, yeah, I think it would. It might. It might look really bad if if she ends up getting charged for doxing. Yeah. So that's where, oh, like, it's it's just the the thing is just gonna get more complex, like. yeah. And then of course you get the other side of things when the internet. When you're doing air quotes here, like, uh, gets ugly because let's say let's say if the regulations uh and he gets a punishment that is severe enough that for for majority of people to say okay you know he deserves that. Let him, let him do it. But if st- people still harass him after that, right? Mm. Then mm. what? Yeah. People taking the law in their own hands. Yeah. And and that's where, like, yeah, where does this end? La? And if it's a previous assault victim who didn't, uh, who's, whose perpetrator is still out there on the loose, there is going to be angst there. So it's it's such a complicated position and it feels like there's no end to it. And yeah, like Nicholas Lim's life is probably going to be different from now on. Yeah. But he did commit something vile. Yeah. So to quote a comment that I saw, this is why we need Batman. Yeah, Batman would be awesome. <laughs> yeah. More than ever, man. Batman. Yeah. And Avengers. Yeah. Oh, no spoilers, please. Yeah. But uh, yeah. So anything else? That, oh, one thing on? I want to I bring up is along the lines of Path to Redemption, Emma Thompson, the famed British actress, um, she was on this animated movie called Luck. Or something where she was working with uh, some studio called I can't remember. But um, the person who was brought on to kind of oversee the animation was like a is like a legend of animation called John Lasseter. But who who has also been accused of sexual harassment uh, allegations and all, and basically was 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 uh, guilt. I mean, was was accused of all that, and he was fired by Pixar, if I'm not wrong. So what she did, which I think was very admirable and very logical, was that she stepped away from the project. And of course, people, I'm sure there were people saying, oh, you know, like, what is this, blah, blah, blah. How can she do this? You know, she's uh, entitled and all that. But she very articulately explained why she did it. Because she felt that if you bring John Lasseter on board, okay, people do deserve second chances. When it comes to sexual harassment offenders, what the second chances, I don't know. But she did have a point saying he is probably getting paid 
millions, even if it's not millions, if it's hundreds of thousands of dollars, tens of thousands of dollars, he's getting paid to do a second chance, to, to, to have a second chance. But what about the victims? You know, they're not getting anything in return. And her other point was that by bringing him on board, regardless of whether like, because there are some people saying that he's not guilty and he was not really uh, uh, like deemed to be a criminal offender, which feels like there's a lot more to it. But she said, even if there are some employees of this company that are not comfortable working for him, right, they have no choice. Mm. So that's where it's kind of forced on them. And her point was that if he started his own production company, animation studio, where every employee had the chance to decide whether or not they want to work for him, she would be okay with that. But it's almost like, okay, here's this guy who's accused of stuff that doesn't feel like it's been properly resolved on board and you guys, regardless of whether you have been victims of sexual assault, have to work for this guy. Mm-hmm. So I think the way she articulated it was a very, very thoughtful and very logical way of pointing out that, yeah, this guy is still in a position of power. He was yeah. in a position of power, he got removed from it and now being put back like that and having it forced on other people below him is not good. Lah. It's kind of a, I guess the parallel is that when, when NUS has a policy like second strike and you're out, but actually, no one really knows about it, even but except the management itself. Yeah. Uh, then that's kind of screwed up because people, you know, you don't know that you know sexual offend. You're not being really protected against sexual offenders because there could be a sexual offender who was let off with a warning. Yeah. In your in your community, yeah. and you wouldn't have any clue who he is or what he did and stuff like that. So, I think that's where it's it's that that whole policy is pretty screwed up. But it's yeah. like. Second strike, you're out. So yeah, like like you said, you know, does it reset? Does it does it you know does it carry on beyond twelve months and, and things like that? That that's the part that I feel is is crazy. Yeah. yeah, and then I don't even know whether NUS has uh facilities or proper counseling for people for victims of sexual assault. Yeah. Um, just from reading, I think uh a c- certain letters that have been written to the administration. I think they are activist groups, but I don't think infrastructure wise the school has anything. Because yeah. if you imagine. For them to set it up, they will need to acknowledge that cases like this happen. Yeah. And yeah. the fact that they're not probably yeah. means that they don't have it. Which yeah. again is like, come on, guys. No, and the and that apology letter that the, then, that Monica Bay received yeah, from this looked like a something like a Google Doc template or something like that. Yeah. To apologize for basically any kind of wrongdoing. No, and done. the line he said, you know, from this incident I've grown to become a better person, like, wow, come on, man. <laughs> that is ridiculous. So so yeah, so so that's where I mean, it's 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 interesting to see where this goes. I really hope NUS does a better job, uh, and coming up with a resolution sooner. I'm curious how the town hall will go. Yeah, because I think yeah. it's happening on Thursday, five to six p.m. Yeah. So if anyone is at, uh, at this town hall from NUS or what, and you 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 have thoughts about this, please you know DM us, let us know, uh, how it went and what you thought about it, because it's it's really interesting from us for us to be able to hear from uh, someone who's actually part of the NUS community. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, in all fairness, we've not, we, we don't, we've never been to NUS, so I don't know how safe or unsafe the campus is for students. And I, I, I can't speculate too much either. Like, I mean, as far as I know, all my friends who went to NUS and everything, they came out alive and... But we don't know. That's good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> we don't exactly. know. Yeah, yeah, we don't know 100%. Yeah. So, um... So, yeah, so there's like 31 minutes already about yeah. the same case. Yeah, yeah, we spent quite a bit of time talking about this. Yeah. Yeah. I guess maybe maybe this one for the first episode, you know, or is there anything else you want to... Actually, the, the, there was one thing I just wanted to bring up because I'm not 100% super uh, 
decided about this. Uh, but I'm a huge dog person, you know. Mm. Got multiple dogs and everything. And recently there was uh, an incident of a dog border um, who was... They brought 17, I think 16 or 17 dogs to Sentosa Beach, Tanjong Beach, and they let them play in the water. And one of the dogs that they let into the water ended up uh, falling off falling off, or, or off a stand-up pedal board and drowned. Huh? Yeah, it drowned. I mean, it drowned, it was resuscitated, brought to the vet, and it died at the vet. So a lot of people are like, oh my God, you know, how, what are these people doing? Why are they... Why are they are uh, unleashing dogs at the beach and, and and you know not taking care of the dogs properly? So, turns out that they had been they have been putting out ads for tourists who come to Singapore to be volunteers to help them take care of the dogs at the daycare. So we're literally talking about they said oh you you get a room and, and an easy link card, but you need to spend a few hours a day with uh, a bunch of dogs at the beach and to play with them and take care of them, and uh, a lot of dog the dog community were, people in the dog community were outraged, right? like, like tourists, you know, untrained volunteers. So that means the person who brought the dogs to the beach was a tourist? Uh, I don't know who exactly it was, but they regularly, the volunteers, there's probably volunteers in the group and probably some of them were tourists who happen to love dogs and maybe just thought of this as a good way to get free lodging in Singapore or something like that. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that was a very big issue and just, I think yesterday or to this morning, that that same uh, doggy daycare uh, service came out and said, "Oh, you know, we'll have, uh, we 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 will continue to use volunteers because they're dog lovers and and they go through quite rigorous uh, screening processes and we do some basic CPR uh, dog dog CPR training with them and uh, yeah, so no one should be feeling uh, unsafe with their dogs with us. So that's the thing. I, I'm a bit." skeptical about it's like what you know tourists coming in to take care of of i mean let's say if your it was your child or something at daycare center would you let a tourist be the one handling your child but okay so 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 what you're saying is that there's this company that like a daycare center for dogs yeah they brought 17 dogs mm. probably with some of their staff some of their these volunteers mm. to sentosa yep. and when the dog or well, one dog was on one of the pedal boards assuming i mean i'm assuming with a volunteer or with the staff yeah yeah but don't know whether it's a volunteer or staff i mean we, we wouldn't know exactly okay. but yeah so but do the people who put their dogs at the daycare center there know about this kind of volunteers tourists you know uh that's a good question not sure man like because if they don't then that's fucked up uh. Yeah, that's 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 a good question because I don't think, from what I was seeing in the comments and stuff like that, people, a lot of people are like, what you know? Like, because the reason why I ask is because one of my friends who's based in London, there's a service there where if you're living and you have pets, mm. you can go there and look for people who are pet owners mm. who will come and stay in your house and look after. Oh your yeah, pet. that's right. And then for yeah, free yeah, lodging, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah, were there yeah, when yeah you I have met it. him. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So so that's where. I guess that uses the whole customer verification and all that because ultimately you're letting these people you may never have met into your home yeah. to look after your pets. Yeah. So that's where I think probably there might be people okay with putting their dogs at a daycare center that has volunteers who are tourists because it's one of those things that not to say a tourist can't be a damn good with dogs. Yeah, yeah, I'm a Singaporean, you put me with a dog, I don't know what the fuck to do. Yeah. But then someone who's like a dog lover, like you, like a Terrence from overseas comes yeah. who's really good with dogs. So I think if the owners know, I think it's fair. If they don't, then that's fucked up. 
Yeah. And I, then, I mean, even if they do, then it's on the, the owners of the dog border to make sure there's a process to verify how competent they are with, with dogs. La. Yeah. I mean, uh, the coupled with, I don't know if you remember earlier this year, there was this platinum dog club problem where a dog a dog border had a dog go missing and then... So I think for the dog border, like I'm, I I don't know what a dog border is. Oh, a dog border is someone who, let's say you, you're a dog owner and you're going for a holiday two ah. weeks or something like that and you don't want to put the dog with your mom or, or a relative because it would... They it's like a dog to, hotel. Yeah, a dog hotel with, I mean, supposedly ideally trained staff who know how to take care of dogs when they have issues, know how to feed your dog and make sure your dog doesn't basically your dog doesn't die la, while because you're when you first away. say dog border I thought like someone who's smuggling dogs and all oh, because uh, the, I mean okay maybe it's tainted by like board the only time I hear board is like waterboarding water dog <laughs> border immediately I was like oh yeah, fuck like, there's something suffocation sinister. by putting puppies all over your yeah, face yeah that's what I didn't say bring to the Sentosa water and all <laughs> dog, that no 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 okay so it's yeah, a yeah, dog, yeah, dog, hotel, dog, like, dog hotel yeah I think dog hotel dog yeah dog hotel and, and uh, yeah is it Apparently, the, the big who house that that whole industry is totally not regulated at all. Um. And so that that particular border, if you remember in January, had I think 18 to 20 dogs locked up in a rented, uh, in a rented house. And they, she left them to their devices, didn't go back and clean up the feces, didn't go back and feed them or replenish their food. This or was water. the case earlier in the year. Yeah. And, and, and so one of the dogs went missing and she... And later it was found out that the dog actually died and was cremated without uh, without informing the owner itself. So oh, it, it just shows that there's a lot of bad players in that field as well. And, cause, and because it's not regulated, there are no restrictions on who can or who can't do it. Um, that's why it's, it's kind of, a, for me, it's a gray area. Like, like, like what you said, I think you raised a very good point about, yeah, if, I, if there's someone coming from overseas and I know he likes pets, he, he might be a better person to help take care of a dog mm. than and say a relative who doesn't like yeah. uh, your cat or something, right? Yeah. So, so, so actually, that yeah, that that I think that's where the big debate um, about this issue is coming about, now. But I guess the one similarity there with the case earlier was that it seems like in every aspect of society and law and regulations, there's like this fucking dark shit that happens under the radar. Yeah, and until it's brought to light, we have no idea. Yeah, and it's always someone has to die or drown or something, or you know, some crime has to be. Yeah, committed. Although, and although again, we don't know that what happened with that drowning. It could have been an accident. You yeah, know? it's just I. I guess, yeah, you know the it could have been a lot of things. Uh, like the all dogs also they're they're kind of like humans. They have different capabilities in water. Yeah, you can't just assume because it's a dog can swim and, and stuff like that. A trained a trained person would would definitely know that. And and being able to do CPR on a drowning on a drowned dog is actually a certified skill. I don't even know how to do CPR on a drowned person, man. Yeah, exactly. That's why I, I don't think I think most people don't actually know. And yeah. so imagine with a dog, like how much ten times harder it might be because the dogs also come. You could have a tiny palm or you could have a giant husky. Yeah, that's putting, right. I don't know if you do mouth to mouth when you do CPR with dogs, huh? but it's 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 strange. Like, no, but right? that's the thing about dog dogs, right? I think I mean I know someone through someone through someone who. Are dog owners, they say they love their dogs, but they fucking feed the dog shit. Like they feed everything they eat to the dog. And it's oh, all out of love. Yeah. But the dog has fits. And but, like But the dog would probably think that's heaven, like, you know, that would it? I mean you get you get But if eat. the dog is okay, unless you're saying they okay, they probably aren't evolved enough to know that, oh, they're getting fits because of the shit they're eating. But I think like the whole dog owner thing, I bet there are so many dog owners who are just fucked up to their dogs. I mean, you see yeah. people with their domestic workers, already they can be fucking assholes, yeah, right? Yeah. What more if it's an animal that can't talk? I tell you, if I feed 
if I were to feed my dogs McDonald's every day, they'd be fucking treating me like God, I tell you. But they would be shitting <laughs> they'd be, yeah, they'd be the <laughs> diarrhea all the time, but they would think I'm God uh, if I fed them my French fries or Nasi Lemak Burger. But how you know they enjoy Nasi Lemak Burger? Dude, the the look in the eyes cannot be really. Yeah. yeah. So like, what 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 are their taste buds? Do they have like like? Taste? Uh, apparently, from what I know, their taste buds is basically uh salty and not salty. So the saltier stuff is it's better. The the crazier they go with it oh. the, the smell. And so stuff like texture and temperature of the food, all that doesn't matter that much to them. Uh, so that's why I, it's kind of funny when when people like you and I know you don't like you you treat food like fuel and everything you know. Yeah. But but you know dogs take it to another level uh, that that they to them it's like texture and all that doesn't matter presentation. It's texture. just the salt and no salt. Yeah, it's just how salty. Usually it's just how salty it is, and and you know like that's why that's why they can go to dustbins and eat the crap that we think is spoiled or and all that. Uh, so it's it's then they are they they're very complex creatures, but at the same time like the taste buds are you know are really at like McDonald's or not McDonald's kind of stage. Uh. I mean, one thing I always wonder, right, is like, okay, that's about taste. But dogs have a very keen sense of smell, right? Yeah. And dog poo does smell, right? Yeah. So how come they are totally fine with sniffing other other dogs' asses? Uh, because, like, I, I was thinking this because, uh, okay, for humans, is it just something about shit that makes us, like, get nauseous? I can understand mm. from the evolutionary point of view, it's like, okay, shit is bad. It smells bad. Don't go there. Yeah. It's like if you do something that's painful, you don't do it. Yeah. So it's an evolutionary thing. But for dogs that smell like fucking daddy was reading, wolves can smell like prey from one point seven five miles away. That's like two point five, two point six kilometers. And assuming dogs are, I mean, not assuming dogs are descendants from wolves, they probably can smell fucking well. Yeah. Yeah. So they don't. They don't. They don't find shit smell pungent. No, I, maybe they do. But my thought is that. Uh, the sense of smell for them, because their nose is the first thing that touches almost everything, the sense of smell to them is more than just what we, you know, for humans, sense of smell is just taste. It doesn't really it? tell you. I mean, it gives you a sense of what you're about to eat and, and maybe some warning signs of like, you know, something in your environment or yeah. pollution. But for dogs, the like, sense of smell actually is so much more than just uh, that for them. You know, for them, they can tell a lot about what other dogs have been doing, how the dog's health is, when its period last was. When so that means they might be, they're, they're basically like the the doctors. Yeah, Everyone's yeah. A, a shit doctor. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. like my friends who work in like colo, colorectal kind yeah, of thing, yeah. they deal with shit every day. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. sometimes, I, I was just talking to one of them, they, they see like 30 samples of shit a day. Yeah. And they're almost numb to it, but exactly, they look at shit samples. And they know everything yeah. about you from there, right? So basically, a dog, like, every dog has a doctorate in shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it's, uh, they're like, you know, think like food reflexology, you know, you see those Chinese yeah. food ref- reflexology, and then they, at every point of your foot, they look at your foot and they can tell, oh, this is what's wrong with you. You know, I press here and then you react away. So for dogs, smell is kind of like, probably the smell of the poop it's kind of like that. From there, they can tell so much information about you, about how happy you are of your owner, what was the last thing you ate. And so it's and like when, when we judge people for their clothes, yeah. because dogs don't wear clothes, so there's yeah. no way for them to express themselves exactly. or to show yeah. their political bias or interest. Yeah. For them, shit is like, oh shit, look yeah. at that, look at that, look at that it, bitch. It, it says so much about each of them to each other. Lah. And to us, it's like, ah, it's just shit. Why are you, why are you d- dealing with that? To so that means, so that means they must still find it pungent, 
but their curiosity about what that dog yeah. has been doing that, over yeah the pros outweigh the cons of smelling shit the pros of smelling yeah, shit and it's not just smelling they get their noses all up in there right? heck they even eat it sometimes if they, if they want and they to. eat their own shit also, right? yeah they eat their own shit okay so well. then I have another follow up question which is something I was thinking about because I was at my friend's house the other day and his dog was just licking him all over uh-huh. so your dog you've told me eats its own shit once in a while once in a while when he uh, yeah, when he's got behavioral so, issues. So then I'm assuming that that's common to not just your dog, to a lot of dogs. Uh, yeah, I think that's how they deal with anxiety sometimes. So then yeah. for a dog owner, when your dog licks you all over, right, how how does that kind of sit with each other? Like the dog eats its own poop and then it still licks you and you're totally fine with it. I mean, you think about poop and sweat. It's all excrement from the body, right? Yeah. So when you hug another human being, that person is sweating, excrement all over their body. And there's yeah. so much crap in the sweat and and the skin, dead skin and all that when you touch each other, you know, boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever. You still do it, right? Like, but why why do you do it in spite of but all the But my girlfriend doesn't eat her own poop and then kiss me. <laughs> yeah, but maybe she's the, her sweat on the forehead and then you're like touching foreheads sweat, and sweat exchanging okay saliva la. and she ate like she ate onions before and you still exchange saliva and stuff like that. Yeah, but it's still like if I were to kiss her when she just ate onions or like truffle or something, I'll be like, Ugh, you know, like, mm, you know, like, yeah, it's not ideal. But? But, but then even then, she doesn't eat her own poop. Yeah, it's not ideal, but it's a way you express affection for each other, right? Okay, so, 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 so then, so okay, then, okay, you have that, I can understand that. Then why the fuck when I eat capsicum in the office, you make so much noise? Uh? Capsicum is a fruit that smells like vegetably. Uh, but I think when it interacts with human saliva and everything, and comes out So it's a human breath. saliva thing. Yeah, right? yeah. When it, when so it okay, reacts, so yeah. then why is it human saliva? Why is it, what is it about a human? Is it because, because I've thought about uh-huh. this, and my thought was that, if uh, if like dog owners or pet owners who are totally fine, and I've seen you know videos of like dog owners lick, dogs licking their dog owners and all that, and like you know you see a dog when it goes for a walk, it literally sniffs everything. Mm-hmm. Like. Yeah. So I was thinking, yeah, there there's something about excrement from humans which make it way more disgusting than something from an animal that like sniffs shit. Yeah. So what is it about the human thing that makes it disgusting? Is it you're you're saying, I think what you're saying is like that poop is specific, human poop is specifically much more disgusting than say human sweat or, or yes. uh, between dogs like their own poop isn't even yeah. that disgusting. Okay, so right? let's say Polar, which is your dog yeah, to yeah, everyone listening, yeah. eats his shit and then comes to lick you. I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't <laughs> lick him, if, I wouldn't let him lick me if he had just, if he just ate his shit, like, obviously. Okay, maybe he ate his shit like three yeah. days ago. Yeah. And, and I eat a capsicum in the morning yeah. and I come lick you. But you don't, but you don't lick me, that's the thing, right? It's just the 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 what what I complain about is the breath the you know the projection of breath. But your dog also atmosphere. I'm sure there's breath, right? Yeah, yeah, but he projects it and and yeah, that's why I'm saying that, like when you kiss your sweaty girlfriend or whatever after she's had a yoga class or something, right? Yeah, that's you saying, I love you so much more that than that that your sweat thing, and yeah. your excrement, I don't care. So when I let my dog lick me, is it? I'm saying to my dog, is, I love oh. you so much that it doesn't matter that you ate shit and what that, that your breast stinks and everything. So, I'm letting you lick Okay, me. so I guess what you're saying yeah. is that even amongst humans, like there's this total stranger you don't know. You're not going to be yeah. wanting to hug him in sweaty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But depending on how affectionate you are to that person, yeah. there's a buffer to yeah. to what you might be okay with. Exactly. So so actually, it's interesting you brought this, all this up because we when you look at the dog and you go at it with a very human-centric point of view, a lot of his behaviors don't make sense. You know? Yeah. So a couple of days ago, I had to get my dog, had to, Polar had to get his tooth extracted. 
And and to me, I was like, ah, yeah, just get it extracted, lah. You know, it's no big, no big deal. It's, I mean, you know, like I, I have to if I have t- uh, molar issues on one side of my my gum, right? Then I'll just use the other side to chew from now on, lah. You know, and it's it's not a big deal, right? Yeah. Then I think my wife reminded me that you know, for dogs, right? Like chewing, chewing is such a big deal. Like chewing on stuff, gnawing on stuff, and just like the act of chewing is such a big thing for them. It's almost like uh, uh is like to humans it's like uh, almost like breathing kind of it's just something that they do so naturally mm. they do to pass the time they do it to 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 you know just feel better not so anxious so when you remove that capability from one side of his face entirely that's almost like you're taking a big chunk of what yeah. he finds as, as leisure from his life so imagine someone tells you oh you can you can never go for another run again you know mm. yeah, yeah it's, it's no big deal right? I mean you can yeah, of course it's a big deal yeah, right? then, uh, <laughs> maybe it's a god or something yeah, yeah, yeah I mean I, I got wings I can just fly yeah, everywhere. Yeah. it's no big deal right but to us it's like oh fuck you know I can't run that's like a big fucking deal I can't get away from predators and plus for right? a dog they, they don't have hands so they use their mouth it's, for a lot exactly. of things yeah yeah so ha- like not being able to use the side of his face to a human it's like okay it's fine but to a dog it's like holy fuck end game man end of the world so that means what you're saying that when your wife pointed that out to you what 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 clicked it clicked that I was looking at it from a human-centric point of view. Okay. That, oh, you know, losing a molar, that's no big deal. You know, humans, we got lots of teeth. But again, like, if it's for a dog, that, that, that particular molar is like what he uses to chew through the hardest things, you know, like antler bones and stuff like that. Mm. So, so it is a, it's going to be a very big deal for him. Maybe not, he, he won't be able to intellectualize it like that. But yeah. he's definitely, you're definitely going to see it in his behavior. It's going to change. He's going to feel a little bit depressed about it and all that. Like. I guess I guess the whole, how much you love that thing or that animal or that person matters because have you been puked on by a friend? Yeah. Right? Yeah, of course, yeah. So if a random person just pukes on you, you're like, yeah, what the fuck exactly. is this, like, right? Yeah, yeah, but if it's a friend, you're a little more tolerant, like, oh, fuck, you puked on my shoes. Yeah. Fine, you're my friend. Yeah, bachelor party, hangover, you know, that sort ah. of thing. Yeah, so yeah. are you saying that the people who like like swallowing shit and like shitting into people's mouths and all, they like are the epitome of love towards another human being? Two girls, one cup, man. That's like pure for, love. I mean, what, that's damn old school. So I don't know whether, for the people out there listening who have no idea what two girls, one cup is. Google it. Google it. I don't know whether you will find it. You might, you just go incognito on Chrome. And then Google it. <laughs> go go incognito. Yeah, don't tell your family. Don't tell. So, yeah, don't, don't tell anybody. You're, you're doing it. If you're NUS, don't 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 do it. And then yeah, just yeah. yeah. But yeah, don't don't say you heard it here. I do have thoughts about people who have fetishes for shit and all that. But maybe I'll leave it for our next episode. Uh. Yeah, and I think that's probably a good place to end it, right? Yeah. Well, all right. we almost were gonna end it, and then we talked about this fascinating pile of shit, literally. <laughs> okay. All right. So. Yeah, we're going to be doing this weekly from now on. Yeah, every Wednesday. Yeah, and, and if you really like this, we really, really appreciate you, you know, DMing us, telling us what you like, or maybe stuff that you saw that might be interesting for us to, to discuss yeah. as well. We'd love to, to hear from you guys. Because we really don't know how many people are going to listen to this. And for us, yeah, you got to start somewhere whenever you're trying to build up some new format. And it's just been something that's been an itch we wanted to be scratching for a long time. So even if we just appreciate any sort of feedback you have, uh, do you want music like backing music though throughout the whole thing do you want sound effects would you prefer guests or like are you sick of just two of us talking the whole time yeah just just let us know can be through facebook or instagram that would be ideal even if it's a nah facebook and instagram ministry of funny yeah and until we start a handle of this for its own when hopefully it grows la. yeah so this has been the yalla but podcast yalla but so yeah. we will see you next week okay peace out peace